So this happened to my mom a couple years before I was born, around 2004. She was at the mall one day when she met a man. He seemed nice initially, and when he asked her to come back to his place to watch movies, she was cool with it. They got back to his place, which was a one-room apartment on the second floor. It was a pretty depressing place from the way she described it. It was just a mattress on the ground with a TV set up across the room. He went into the corner and did something my mom couldn't see while she sat on his bed. When the guy turned around, the irises in his eyes were completely black. My mom can't explain it, but she thinks it's drug-related. This really freaked her out, but she didn't mention it. Instead, she asked him what movie he wanted to watch. Without responding back, he sat down next to her, wrapped an arm around her chest, squeezed, and then pulled her back on top of him. My mom had escaped a similar scenario years prior by tricking her assailant into thinking she was okay with everything so that she could make a break for it and use the same exact strategy as she had then. She asked the guy if she could smoke a little marijuana before they did anything to make it more fun. He agreed and she set up her pipe. She didn't take that much because she still needed to be sober enough to resist it, but she tried to exaggerate it to make herself seem high as a kite. She then told him, Oh, I always smoke a cigarette after I do pot. Can I step outside really quick? I really hate secondhand smoke. He reluctantly agreed, and she stood about a foot away from his door. She started looking around, trying to figure out if she could make a run for it, when the man then lunged at her, grabbed her so hard the breath was forced from her lungs, pulled her inside, and then shut the door, standing in front of it. She was terrified. She was almost 30 at the time, but she was very small. She had a backup plan, though. She pulled out her keychain, which had a weird-looking laser pointer that she got from work on it. She held that up and then said in her most convincing voice, Don't fucking make me use this. And by some miracle, he let her go finish her cigarette. The second she got outside, she bolted to her car, and she almost closed the door before he blocked it. They stayed just like that for about 45 minutes. I also want to mention that this was in East Austin in the early 2000s, and there wasn't a lot going on. Next to the apartments, there was a huge empty field with really tall grass. As my mom was looking around, praying that someone would find them, the guy kept looking back from my mom to the field, to my mom to the field, and repeatedly begging her, Just come back inside, please. I promise I'm not going to hurt you. And she knew she was going to end up dead in that field if she moved at all. The guy got some stroke of impulse, and he shoved his tongue all the way down my mom's throat. By another miracle, someone pulled into the parking lot, and my mom then said, If you don't get the fuck off me right this second, I'm either gonna run you over or crash into that car. And either way, I'm getting their attention. This managed to scare him off of her for a second, and she took that opportunity to then speed home as fast as she could. When she finally got back home, she told her roommate everything that happened, and he told her to call the police. But at that time, she was way too traumatized to do anything other than go to bed. The next day, though, she thought about it, and she didn't want another woman, or God forbid my sister, who was about 10 at the time, to end up in that field or with that man. She told the police everything that happened, leaving out the weed part out of worry and she came to find out that he was on their most wanted list for committing a number of sexual crimes, both in Utah as well as Texas. 
she testified in court and was able to put him in jail. Unfortunately though, it was only for a couple of years before he got out on a plea bargain. She's seen him in grocery stores a couple times after he got out, but very thankfully, he never tried anything with her again. I'm a 24-year-old female, and I live alone with my one-year-old son. I've been living in an apartment complex for seven years or more, and I always really keep to myself, so I've never really had any problems here. But one night after I went to sleep, I was woken up by a very loud bang on my door. And just to let you know, I was sleeping on the couch this night. This was at 2 in the morning. After I woke up, I sat on the couch for a minute and wondered if it was just maybe the upstairs neighbors, because they're always really loud and stomp. But after about a minute, I heard yet another loud bang on my door. I say bang because I don't really know how else to describe it. It was actually so hard that it was like whoever was on the other side of the door either kicked the door or threw their shoulder into it to try and bust it down. After hearing it a second time, I got up and went to the door and looked out the peephole. I didn't really see anybody at first, but I then see this man walking from the left and he walked right up to my door. He starts trying to turn the knob to open the door. I immediately yell out at him, you better get the fuck out of here. He looked really surprised, almost like he wasn't expecting someone to be at the door. He then ran off. He had black hair and he had a light gray hoodie with the hood up. I've never seen him there before. I was honestly so scared after that happened that I called the cops, but I told them not to send someone to my apartment, just look around the apartment complex to find him. I wasn't able to open my door for anybody after that. It just scared me so bad. I wasn't even able to go back to sleep that night. I ended up staying up for the rest of the night, and when it finally got to daylight, I finally felt safe enough to have a cop come to my apartment. I asked the cops to go look at the cameras, but they said they couldn't do anything unless he actually got in my apartment or broke my door. I was so pissed off about this. I mean, what if he came back and did get in that time? Or what if he had got in that night? I probably wouldn't have been alive to call the cops. I don't even want to think about what he would have done if he got in. The thing that I really think about the most is out of all the apartments in the building or out of the buildings in the complex, for whatever reason, he came to my door and he came to the door twice. The first time he either kicked it, or like I said, he threw his shoulder into it as hard as he could, and I honestly believe the second time was to come back to the door to see if what he did either loosened up the door or maybe broke it open. I'm just really glad nothing else happened. To start this story, I'm a female, and I had just gotten out of a four-year relationship. I point this out because it relates to a later part of the story. Anyway, me and my boyfriend were living together and he's the one who decided to end our relationship. He moved out and I stayed. The lease happened to be in my name, so I didn't really want to lose my deposit. I was really so messed up though over this breakup. I thought I was never going to get over this guy. I finally did get over him though and saw what an idiot he actually was. He was going out on me in the later part of our relationship, and of course, I was the last one to find out. My friend needed a place to stay, so she moved in. I really liked the idea of shared rent so that I could have some extra money as well. The friend eventually introduced me to a couple of her guy friends. 
she really didn't have any female friends, so I eventually introduced my girlfriends to them, and we all just started hanging out. These two guys were in a band. They would play local pubs. They were actually pretty good. Me and the girls would watch them play and dance. Afterwards, we would all hang out for a bit. One night, I could sense one of the guys kind of flirting with me. Let's call him Joe. Word was getting back to me that he wanted to go out with me. I didn't really want to date anyone at that time, though, as I was still getting over my ex. If my ex would have asked me to go back to him, I probably would have done it in a heartbeat. So Joe and I were just friends like we all were. He actually really respected the fact that I wasn't interested, and he never made a pass at me. Until one really hot summer night. I had gotten home after dark that night, and I was really tired and ready for bed. My roommate called and said not to lock the door because she didn't have her key. She said that she was on her way and that she'd probably be home in about 10 minutes. I left the door wide open with the screen door shut and I went to bed. I remember waking up to something biting my ear. I sleepily touched my throbbing earlobe. I was lying on my left side and I felt my right elbow bump into flesh behind me. I then turned over to see what was behind me. My room was semi-dark because I had a small table lamp that I always kept on when I slept. I hate to sleep in total darkness to this day. Well, what my elbow ended up hitting was Joe's chest. He was also lying on his left side and he had been spooning me. He was what bit my ear. Joe had obviously been drinking. He reeked of stale cologne and alcohol. I said to him, Joe, what the hell are you doing? He smiled a drunken smile, then said, Oh, come on. You know you want me. I yelled to him that I absolutely didn't want him and told him to leave. By this time, I had sat up on the edge of my bed with my back towards him. He told me through gritted teeth that he wasn't leaving. Because it was so hot, I had on a tank top with just my underwear. Joe had then started pulling at the back of my underwear. Now at first... I really wasn't that scared. I was more pissed off than anything. But then the anger turned into fear. Joe was a big guy. He lifted weights incessantly, and I was absolutely no match for him. I then stood up and started running out of the apartment out the back door. I didn't know where I was going, but I had to get away from him. Thank God, my roommate and a guy friend were walking up the driveway. Right away, I told them what happened. Her guy friend went to talk to Joe while me and my roommate stayed outside. He came back and told us that he was passed out cold. Great, just great. We called a couple of Joe's friends to come and get him. They then came over and carried him into the back of one friend's car. Joe's friends drove him home. Nothing was ever mentioned about that night again. We all knew about it, but we all just kind of chalked it up to Joe being drunk. But Joe couldn't look me in the eye after that, and I'm sure he felt my hatred towards him. Eventually, my lease was up, and me and my roommate moved out. I found a place closer to my job, and she left state. So the group of friends just kind of split up and was no more. I still had my small group of girlfriends, though. But after that night, my door was always locked. Even if my roommate didn't have the key to get in, I wasn't taking any chances anymore.
Hey everyone, apologies for the brief interruption on the stories, but I need to thank today's sponsor, Raycon. No matter how you're feeling about getting back out there, there's no denying that it's an adjustment. Whenever the world gets too loud, something I love to do is create my own soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Sometimes all you really need is some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people, or to stay calm with some guided meditation. I love to listen to all my favorite songs or podcasts on my Raycons. Whether I'm working out or just chilling outside, my Raycons always keep me connected to my favorite outlets. Raycons are the best way to listen. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort, and unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time. They started half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 40-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Give them a try, and you'll see what I mean. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. All of my listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com cannibal. That's buyraycon.com cannibal to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com cannibal. So I was 18 years old at this point in my life, and I'm now 22. I lived with my now ex-boyfriend, who I'll refer to as JJ, and I lived in a three-bedroom apartment with his sister, who I'll refer to as C, her boyfriend R, and their little girl that I consider to be my niece. She was two to three years old at this time. Now, this apartment always really gave me the creeps. The air felt thick, and I would always have some kind of weird anxiety being alone there. C and her boyfriend R were kind of into Satanism. I don't know if they practiced it regularly, but they had these weird tapestries hanging around the house. They also had some kind of altar in their room. They weren't very clean people at all. The sink would always be overrun with lots of dishes, and the counters were always covered with old food containers. This eventually led to the apartment being completely infested with cockroaches. That being said though, I always kept mine in Jay's room very clean. I would order food most of the time and eat it in our room. Just basically spend the majority of my time in there. There had always been some really weird things that would happen in this apartment. I would hear random bangs or noises that I just chalked up to one of the neighbors being loud. I would also like to add that this is the only house that I've ever astral projected in. I don't know if that's relevant, but I just find it kind of strange. There was this one night close to Halloween where we were all in the living room carving pumpkins. Me being an artist, I chose a very ambitious design for my pumpkin. It was a very scary and demonic looking face. I was almost done with it when I suddenly had a full on anxiety attack. In that moment, I had just completely been terrified of my pumpkin and I didn't even want to finish carving it. It's kind of stupid, but I also really love creepy things so I really don't know why my own drawing had this effect on me. It was just really weird. There was another day I was at the apartment completely alone. Everyone had ran to the store together, and I decided to stay home. See, I just cleaned the apartment, and it was in the middle of the day, so I decided to just hang out in the living room and watch the cable. My niece had a few toys scattered around the floor, and there was one on the end table right next to where I was sitting. This toy was one of those weird talking toys that you could program to say your kid's name. I had a really uneasy feeling. 
I tried my best to just shove it aside and ignore it. I just assumed I was being paranoid from all my previous experiences I've had there. Anyways, I was sitting there watching TV for about 10 minutes when the toy next to me suddenly goes off and then says, Here I am! in a really cheerful little girl's voice. Now I'm not gonna lie, it scared the absolute crap out of me, but I tried to explain it away in my head. I was pretty much just sitting there pretending not to be scared, when about 15 to 20 seconds later, it goes off again and then says, Hello, can you see me? Hell no. This time I noped the fuck out of there. I then ran to my room and turned on cartoons. When everyone got home, I went back out into the living room to shake the toy and then move it around just to see if it would easily go off on its own. It didn't. When I told C about this, she actually told me that she had never heard that toy use those phrases before. Then I started thinking about it. Why would a little kid's toy even be programmed to say that stuff? C then proceeded to tell me that she thinks there's some sort of entity attached to R. That she had also experienced some strange things in this apartment and their previous one as well. Needless to say, I'm really, really glad I don't live there anymore. I have only recently remembered this story after having blacked it out for about three years. I was 25 years old and living in Los Angeles in a really big apartment complex. One day at the apartment gym, a man had started talking to me while I was working out. He seemed a little off, but I thought he may have a mental disability based on his behavior, so I just responded to him politely and went about my workout. At this point, there were several other people in the gym and in the vicinity. I didn't really think much of it. Cut to maybe about 15 to 20 minutes later, the gym's cleared out. It's now nighttime, maybe around 9pm. I'm on the treadmill running and the man re-enters the gym with an FBI hat and badge around his neck. He's holding something in his hands. I think it's handcuffs but I'm not 100% sure. He tells me that I'm going with him as I'm under arrest for making hand gestures. I'm absolutely terrified at this point and feel extremely vulnerable as I'm literally just running on a treadmill. Mind you, I'm 5'1 and around 100 pounds so I don't really know what to do or how to get away. I don't really know how much time went by, as I'm still working to piece together the story since I remembered it a little over a year ago. To be completely honest, I didn't even remember how I got out of the situation. My husband actually had to remind me a lot of the details, but thankfully at some point during that encounter, a woman came into the gym so I got off the treadmill and then ran back to my apartment to call the police. I had my husband walk over to the gym just to make sure the guy still wasn't there and going after the other woman as well. He was gone though. The police showed up and only mildly cared. Gotta really love living in a big city. However, our apartment building cared and they were able to identify the man based on the surveillance video. I assume he was immediately evicted as I never saw him again after that. The leasing manager said she knew who did it before they even saw the tape and he had apparently been a big problem for a while now. It was pretty creepy.